You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help, My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on MikeMoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you. This is our prosperity edition of How to Win. And we began a series entitled, Poor No More. That's the the God's will for your life, that you experience poverty no more. The series theme is God's perspective and remedy for poverty. Now, when I say poor no more, if you've been walking along with us, I've been talking about the different levels, different degrees, different manifestations of poverty. We talked about lack and scarcity and unfulfilled desire. Uh, We talked about the uh, poverty, prosperity uh, uh, spectrum. Now, listen, it's God's will that you not walk in any level of poverty, whether it be lack or scarcity or unfulfilled uh, desire. It is God's will for you to prosper. Now, this is episode five, and in this episode, we want to talk from the subject, Stop Tolerating Evil. Stop Tolerating Evil. Let's look at the word tolerate for just a moment. The word tolerate means to put up with or allow something to exist even if you don't really like it. Sometimes we're putting up with stuff. We're allowing it to exist even though we don't like the experience of it. Now, when you think about this subject, stop tolerating evil, uh, the subject at face value seems unfair. It seems misguided until you realize two things. Number one, poverty is evil and you have a choice to accept it or not. Poverty is evil. We'll establish that in this episode, but you have a choice, and that's so profound. You have a choice to either accept it or resist it. You have a choice, and I'm encouraging you, challenging you to stop tolerating evil. Now, let, let's, let's dive into this. I, my first statement is God's will is that you not never experience evil 
or be defeated by it. God's will is that you never experience evil or be defeated by it. Now, you know, if you've been with us any length of time, that these lessons and episodes, these teachings are based off biblical principles. We always give biblical proof text for the things that we say in this How to uh, Win podcast. So let's look at this. I said that it, God's will that you never experience evil or be defeated by it. So let's see what the Bible says. In Psalms 91, verse 9 through 11, and I'll read it to you in the New Living Translation. It says, if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Ooh, that's powerful. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that a powerful revelation from the Spirit of God? Notice it says that if you make the Lord your refuge, how do you make the Lord your refuge? Well, first you accept him into your life. You accept Jesus as the Lord of your life. How do you make the Lord your refuge? You make his word your foundation for living. And then the Lord becomes your refuge. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, run to God. I've said this for years. Run to God when you are experiencing challenges in life. Don't run away from God. Run to God. Notice here, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you and no plague will come near your home. Let's see what the Bible says in, in John 17, verse 15 through 7. It is not God's will for you to experience evil or be conquered by it. By it. Now, Jesus in John 17, verse 15 through 7, he's praying to the Father before he goes back to the Father, before he goes to the cross, die, is resurrected, ascends to the Father, he's praying on behalf of his disciples, his followers, but he's also praying on behalf of you and I that are believers. Now watch this. Jesus says, I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should Keep them from the evil. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. He said, now, Father, I'm not praying that you take them out. I'm praying that you keep them from the evil in the world. Why the in the world? They are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them through your truth. The word sanctify means to set them apart. 
And in the context, Jesus is saying, set them apart from the evil in the world. How? He says, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Now notice in this text, and this is a proof text of the statement. It is not God's will that you experience evil or be defeated by it. He said, Jesus is praying, and we know he always prayed the will of the Father. He always got his prayers answered. He said, I pray not that you take them out of the world, but I pray, Father, that you keep them from the evil. Keep them from the evil. It's apparent that God doesn't want believers to experience evil. Now, what does that have to do with our with with prosperity? What does that have to do with being poor no more? Well, poverty is evil. Poverty is an evil thing. Not just a condition, it is a condition. It's a condition of being without things that you need. It is a condition, but it's more than a condition from God's perspective. Poverty is an evil thing. I want you to say that. Poverty is an evil thing. Well, let's look at what the word says. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 through 17, we go back to the book of beginnings. And the Lord God commanded the man, referring to Adam, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Then Adam, then to Adam he said, now this is after Adam disobeyed God. This is after Adam ate from the tree. This is Genesis 3, 17 through 19. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake, in tall you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return. For to shall you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Now, I want to I wanna look at the text that we've just uh, read to you, and I want to draw some conclusions and see can you agree with these conclusions. And I'm talking about stop tolerating evil. Now, watch this. The forbidden tree that God spoke of in Genesis 2, 16 and 17 was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, some people say it was the tree of good and evil. No, it wasn't the tree of good and evil. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was the tree of the experiential knowledge of good and evil. Now, listen. Listen. 
Adam, before he ate from that tree, only experienced good. The tree was the knowledge of good and evil. Well, Adam already knew good because the Bible says everything that God created was good. So God said to Adam, don't eat from this tree because you, if you eat from this tree, you will not only experience your present state of good, but you will come into the experience of evil. So evil would be a new experience for Adam and Eve. It was an experience that God never intended for them to have. Before they sinned, Adam and Eve, they only knew good. They only experienced good. But since God gave man a choice, that tree represented the choice to obey God and only experience good or to disobey God and to experience good and evil. According to Genesis 3, 17 through 19, poverty is a form of death and comes under the head and of evil. Remember, God said, if you eat from that tree, you will surely die. That tree was the knowledge of good and evil. Adam already had was experiencing good, but he had experienced no evil. But the moment he sinned, the knowledge of evil came into play, and then Adam died spiritually. So we see that death... Uh, uh, came uh, comes under the heading of evil, the knowledge of good and evil. Death came in through disobedience, the knowledge of good and evil. Adam, before he ate and his wife ate, only knew good. They only knew life. But the moment they ate, they experienced good and evil. Then death came on the scene, so death comes under the heading of evil. Death means to be separated from God. That's what death really means, to be separated from God. So Adam immediately became separated from God spiritually. His spirit was alive before he ate. He ate from the tree and he died on the inside. He didn't die physically first. That came later. God never intended for men to die physically. That came later. But he immediately died on the inside. His connection with God was severed. Now watch this. Then poverty came in. So poverty is a form of death. It means to be separated from God's provision. That's why in Genesis 3, 23 through 24, the Bible says that God separated them from the garden. He put them out of the garden. 
he put an angel there to keep them from re-entering the garden. He separated from the garden. They were separated from the garden. And their separation from the garden was separation from abundance. It was separation from provision. All they knew in the garden was provision and abundance. Provision and abundance. The moment they sinned on the inside, God separated them from the garden. He separated them from abundance. He separated them from uh, uh, the presence of God. So notice poverty is the separation from God's provision. That's all it is. Now, you may have heard the term fall of man. And I know this is this. This can be very deep. You've heard of the fall of man that Adam fell. Well, the word fall means to come down. It means to move to a lower position. That's what happened when Adam sinned. He fell. He moved to a lower position. Now, explain that. How did he move to a lower position? Well, remember, man is a spirit. He has a soul, that's his mind, he motions his will, and man lives in a physical body. So man is a triune being. Before Adam sinned, his spirit was alive. He was operating out of his spirit. He was calling things into existence. He was naming the animals. He named the woman. Uh, he named her woman. He was operating in the God image in dominion, but he was operating out of his spirit. He was not being led by his intellect, his logic, his mind. He was not being body-driven. He was operating out of his spirit, and his spirit was connected to God and was constantly creating abundance. He was constantly creating abundance. The Bible says a good man out of the good treasure of his part bring forth good things. So Adam was designed to bring forth good things. Adam was designed to be a creator like God. God put the raw material in the garden and God intended for Adam out of his spirit to create a beautiful earth, a beautiful world. But when Adam sinned, his spirit died. He no longer connected to God. He no longer has the capacity to operate out of his spirit. God is a spirit. But Adam now can't be, he's not connected to God. He can't operate in his spirit. So he failed. Now he can only operate out of his intellect. He can only operate out of his hands, his work, his efforts. He failed. God never intended for us to just operate out of our intellect. Now, follow me. As good stewards now, we should maximize our intellect. We should maximize our brain. We should educate our minds. And we should educate it as far as it can go. 
We should work. God gave man work before the fall. Work is not a curse. God intended for us to use our hands, our efforts, but he never intended for us to enjoy abundance out of our intellect and abundance out of our work. In fact, he said that's a curse. He says from the sweat of your face, you're going to draw from the ground and it's never going to produce everything it should be produced. He said thorns and thistles is going to bring forth. In toil, you're going to labor. In other words, man fail to operate only out of his hands, his work, his efforts, and his intellect. That's the fall of man. God intended for man to live out of his spirit. When Jesus came back, Jesus came to redeem man, to give man a brand new spirit so man could continue to operate out of his spirit. But you see, poverty came under the heading of a curse. It came under the heading of evil. It comes under the heading of a form of death. It's separated from God's provision. Poverty is an evil thing. Now, in Luke chapter 16, Jesus tells a story. It's not a parable. I believe it's a real situation that Jesus is communicating. In verse 19 through 25, it says, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in fine linen. He fared sumptuously every day. He was a very wealthy man. And then there was another man in the story. His name was Lazarus. This man was a beggar. The Bible says that he was at the rich man's gate, waiting for crumbs from the rich man's table. This man was not only poor, a beggar, but he was also sick. He had sores all over his body. And the Bible says dogs came and licked the sores. So we have one man who's very wealthy, living in a mansion, He's fair, sumptuously clothed in a wonderful way. We have a beggar. He is sick and he is poor, wanting just crumbs from the rich man's table. They both died. The Bible says the beggar, Lazarus, died and went to Abraham's bosom. Before Jesus' resurrection, every person that died went to the place of the departed spirits. There were two compartments before Jesus' resurrection. There was the place of comfort and there was the place of torment. So everybody went to Hades that we said hell had two compartments. The righteous before Jesus' sacrifice and death went to the place of comfort. The unrighteous went to the place of torment. So Lazarus died, the beggar died, and went to the place of comfort, not because he was poor, had nothing to do with his condition, had nothing. And the rich man, he died and went to hell. The rich man in hell looked and saw Abraham and Lazarus in the world of the spirit. And he said to Abraham, send Lazarus so that he'll dip his finger 
in cool water and cool my tongue. Now notice, even in hell, his wicked character is still trying to dominate and control the situation. He's trying to tell the poor beggar what to do even in hell. The Abraham answered and said something very profound. He said to the rich man, when you were alive in the earth, you enjoyed good things. Lazarus, that poor beggar, when he was in the earth, he enjoyed evil things. Read it. That's Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 25. Abraham called Lazarus' sickness and his poverty evil things. You see, poverty is an evil thing. In the mind of God, sickness is an evil thing. So, you, as I close today, have a choice that would be so unfair of me to tell you stop tolerating evil if you didn't have a choice. So in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15 and verse 19, I'll read it to you in the New King James Version. It says, see, I have set before you today life and good, death and and evil. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now notice what the text says. Choose life. Choose good. Choose blessing that both you and your descendants may live. God says they're set before you life on one hand, good on the other hand, blessing on one hand, cursing on the other hand, good on one hand, evil on the other hand. And God says now, choose life, choose good, choose blessing. It would be unfair of God to tell us to do that if we didn't have a choice. You have a choice. The implication from the text is that you must resist death, resist evil, resist cursing, and poverty comes under the head of evil. And then it says that you are to embrace good, choose good. And that's what James 4, 7, it says, submit yourself to God, his word, his will, which is good, blessing, and life. And it says, resist the devil. That's evil, death, and cursing. You have a choice. And I want you to meditate on that because so many people think that it's out of their control. So many people think it's just their plot. They're just their lot in life. No, if you're a believer, you have a choice. You say, well, I'm not a believer. Well, if you're not a believer, listen carefully. Jesus, the son of God came in the flesh. He died on the cross bearing your sins he went to hell, paid your price. God raised him from the dead so you could be right with God. Now, if you'll receive Jesus, he'll come into your life and make you brand new on the inside. 
Say this after me. You want Jesus? Say this after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that he took my place on the cross. I believe that he was raised from the dead so that I could have you in my life. And I receive Jesus right now. Jesus, come in my life. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. If you prayed that prayer, Jesus came into on the inside of you, and he has changed you from the inside. You're brand new. You're a Christian. You're a believer. Now, listen. If you, if you want to know about some next steps, you can uh, contact at, uh, us at mikemore.com. Let us know that you pray that sinner's prayer, and we'll help you with some next steps. Listen, I got to close this lesson. I trust that you've been blessed today, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help, My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now. Available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on MikeMoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace.